Maverick News presents The Rick Walker Show Defrag your mind No civil war today in the USA. Governor Abbott in Texas says talk of a civil war is just a narrative. All of the hype, all of the drama, all came to a head today. And we are going to bring you the news conference with those 15 U.S. governors who met in Eagle Pass in a moment. We have other stories for you tonight as well. Tucker Carlson goes to Russia. That has set off a firestorm online and has certainly triggered those who believe he is a Russian operative. Chinese psychological warfare. A new study indicates China is using new psychological warfare techniques to fight wars without firing a shot. And Kurt Russell, the actor on gun control, a post that he made online is also going viral. We'll have that and a whole lot more when we come back on the other side of this right here on the Maverick News Channel. Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News. The antivirus program for your mind. Let's go to Eagle Pass, Texas. This is what it was like a little earlier, not very long ago, just a short time ago at the border as 14 U.S. governors came to town to meet with Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who hosted them. And on the streets of this small border town, we saw protesters and counter-protesters. It was looking very much like the kind of political activity we have become all too familiar with in larger U.S. cities. 
Interesting guys, very interesting here. This is getting interesting. Get more uh, backup, more police coming. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Here we go. the opposition why is the opposition always hiding their faces same thing in toronto they're always hiding their uh, i don't know why I'm uh, I'm smart. Bye bye guys. Side. Oh, here we go. This, this gentleman. Bye -bye. 
You're trying, you're trying to cause problems for You're a problem, Darren. Go back where you came from. Go back across the street. Well, I've been crossing the street, but uh, yeah, there's no. It's getting interesting. <laughs> we need y'all at the border now. Do that same thing. <clears throat> this is interesting. Still some stuff. I'm gonna have to go back over there and see what uh, see what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, there is instigators in these. Yeah, of course, of course there is. Right? You see this, guys? Hit the thumbs up if you like what you're seeing. Thumbs it up if you like what you're seeing. Cheers. And we you guys are did hear from right? local residents, some of whom were not happy that these <clears throat> Patriot convoyers had come to town. <clears throat> Anyway, that's what it was like just a short time ago on the streets of Eagle Pass, Texas. As the governors were arriving, protesters, counter-protesters, and over the weekend we saw the Take Our Border Back convoy camp out at a children's camp about 18 miles outside Eagle Pass. They didn't go down to the border. They held sort of a revival style. Um, what would you call it? A revival. <laughs> a revival style um, gathering. Rally. I guess rally would, would be an accurate way to describe it with speeches and music and a festival kind of family-oriented atmosphere, all of that coming on the heels of many mainstream media reports as saying that it was potentially going to get violent. And I have to admit that I, I honestly did hear some loose talk, which is not unusual, um, from people saying that they were going to um, go down to the border and sort of back up the National Guard, which honestly made no sense to me. They never got that far. Uh, we have seen some people down at the border, including some live streamers who have been providing everyone, us, with that kind of footage, that kind of coverage. Um And then we saw just a short time ago as well, people begin to depart from the children's camp. And we're going to go live now to Soup Mama, who is uh, back on the road in a sort of a mini convoy heading, heading northbound, I believe. And she has been great about just kind of keeping us up to date on everything going on. And uh, also providing, I think, a pretty accurate assessment of things. Okay, this is live out of her vehicle. Has just been absolutely nuts. 
And um, like I said, 10, 12 hours a day of driving. Uh, we really only had like the weekend or so to kind of relax uh, a little bit. And, and in all fairness, I mean, when you're live streaming all the time, and, uh, <laughs> when you're live streaming all the time and doing all that stuff, it is just crazy. Um, so you don't really get a whole lot of rest. We're parked here for a minute just because we missed a turn. But um, camp means fearless warrior. Very cool. So, yeah, so it has just been like a really, really crazy, really kind of insane week and um, just really busy. And honestly, I'm sure you guys realize it has just been so amazing and so wonderful. But at the same time, it is a little overwhelming and it has been a, a lot. It does take a lot of my time and energy uh, to keep going like this. I mean, I think I've averaged like three hours of sleep every night since I left. And um, so it's been, it's been pretty crazy, uh, just running on pretty much caffeine and adrenaline and, uh, you know, trying to bring you guys the best coverage that I can, literally for filming from the minute that I got up till pretty much the minute I went to bed, uh, other than checking my social media just a little bit at nighttime and when I was supposed to be sleeping. And instead, I was being all nosy to see what you guys had to say. Um, yeah, it is a beautiful pup. He is such a beautiful, beautiful puppy. I don't know what happened there because I don't have the camera turned the right way. But he is just adorable, adorable, adorable. Um, you him this morning at breakfast time. I was, I did have other plans for today, but uh, I thought that uh, rescuing him was definitely worthwhile. Um, yeah, a shower is so needed right now. It's I'm feeling gross. Uh, it's been really windy today. So when we were on the ranch, all the dust and the hay and everything was um, kicking up and going crazy. Kayla, I'm going to try and. Okay. So we're going to let Supama do her thing. And we're going to go to the border and bring you the news conference with those governors. Right there at the border. Hosted by Greg Abbott, governor of Texas. And yeah, here we go. set. I also noticed the mainstream media really not carrying me, this today. Let me start by, by thanking everybody for being here. But uh, more important than that, uh, I, I want to thank the governors of the United States of America who are standing with Texas. Half of the governors of the United States have joined with Texas in our cause to make sure states can do everything possible to secure our border. Half of the governors that uh, have joined the cause to support Texas are joining us 
at this event today. And we are here to send a loud and clear message that we are banding together to fight to ensure that we will be able to maintain our constitutional guarantee that states will be able to defend against any type of imminent danger or an invasion. That has been threatened by Joe Biden and his abject refusal to enforce the immigration laws of the United States of America. The laws of the United States passed by Congress, they require the president to deny illegal entry. To the contrary of denying illegal entry, he is aided and abetted that illegal entry. If somebody makes it across the border illegally, the president has the responsibility imposed by Congress to detain any illegal immigrant who has come here. As opposed to detaining any illegal immigrant, Biden instead has let them all loose across the entire country with no ability to accurately determine their whereabouts or what they may be doing. Because of this, we've seen the catastrophic consequences of Joe Biden's open border policies. Over the tenure of Joe Biden, we've had three Houstons cross the border illegally. All-time records. And we see the dangers every single day. Just to recount a few that happened just this past year. The Texas Department of Public Safety, they arrested an MS-13 gang member who was on the terrorist watch list. Know this. There are people on the terrorist watch list that are apprehended all the time coming across the border. These are people who pay extra money not to be caught. The United States of America and the president do not know how many people have crossed the border illegally who are on the terrorist watch list and have never been seen. They do not know the imminent dangers that we may be facing. Another example is, once again, the Texas Department of Public Safety. They arrested somebody who came across the border illegally who had served in the army in the military for Iran. Why is this person here? Why were they trying to sneak in illegally? What were they going to try to do? We were fortunate to be able to apprehend him, but who knows what would have happened had we not apprehended him. And then you see the deadly loss of life. We saw it just outside of the Houston area last year when we saw an illegal immigrant who had come across the border illegally four times, murder five people outside of Houston, Texas. These are crimes that don't happen now and then. These are crimes that happen all the time. Part of it is because, as set forth by the Texas Department of Public Safety, we have people who are coming across our border who were released from prison in other countries. There was a, a person who was apprehended who was uh, wanted for rape charges, another who was wanted for murder charges. There's extraordinary danger, imminent danger, crossing our border all the time. And of course, Americans are not going to soon forget what they saw happen in New York City, where we saw illegal immigrants brutalize and beat up police officers in New York City, only to be immediately released on bail back out on the streets, causing no one knows what level of mayhem. Because of the extraordinary dangers 
that the state of Texas is sustaining as well as states across the country. And uh, because Joe Biden has completely abdicated and abandoned his responsibility to enforce the laws of the United States, I have used a clause in the Constitution that empowers states to defend themselves. It's Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the United States Constitution, where a state can defend itself and its citizens to protect their safety from the imminent danger that we are facing and from an invasion of millions of people coming from across the globe into our country who are unaccounted for whatsoever. And I applaud and thank the, the members of the governors who are with us here today for stepping up and standing beside, behind, and with Texas in this effort. We're all fighting for a safer, more secure border and country. And I thank them for all they do. Now I'm going to turn it over to Bill Lee, the governor of the great state of Tennessee, a state, by the way, that from the very beginning of Texas history has always been here for the great state of Texas. Thank you, Governor. And Tennessee will continue. We are the volunteer state. We have had hundreds of troops on the border. We are prepared even today to send additional troops working with the Texas Department of Military to do just that. And I'm here today as, as the chairman of the Republican Governor Association, number one, to say thank you to Governor Abbott, who has done everything within his power to provide an improvement to the situation at the border, to provide safety and security for Texans, for Americans. And the federal government has failed Texans and Americans in providing that security and that safety. And that's why these governors are here together today to do our job, which is the job that the federal government has failed to do, and that is to protect this country. Each one of us understand the devastating effects that the border policy has had on every one of our states individually. And we're here together to collaboratively work to support Texas and to provide for the safety and security of people all across the country. This experiment in an open border policy has catastrophically failed America. And this country is in desperate need of leadership as it relates to this issue. Governor Abbott has had unwavering and shown unwavering leadership, and we stand in support of that leadership, each of us today. Governor Kemp from Georgia has also been leader in this issue, providing not only troops, but resources. Governor Kemp, would you like to say a few things? Well, thank you, Governor Lee and Governor Abbott. We are here with our fellow governors today, standing with you and many governors that are not, because every state in our country now is a border state because of what we're happening. When you think about the amount of fentanyl, the human trafficking that's coming, they're coming to every state in the country and every governor's having to deal with it. And we're standing with Governor Abbott today because if our border is not secure, our country is not secure. And Joe Biden's policies are making our country less safe. And that's what we're here documenting today and standing with Governor Abbott that's trying to do something about that. We just had a great briefing. There's been 169 people in 2023 that were on the GBI terrorist watch list, apprehended. How many of those are in our country that we didn't 
or Governor Abbott's people didn't apprehend. 458 million lethal doses of fentanyl that had been detained at this border. Think about the doses that were not. Every governor's dealing with that. $51 million in cash, 56,000 pounds of methamphetamine that every state in the country is having to deal with. This is ruining lives in our states. It's ruining our communities and it's taking a toll on our families. And it is time that something was done about this. And that is why we are standing here as governors, making sure that that gets done. Every state in the country is depending on Joe Biden acting. And if he does not, then we will continue to do so. And we stand with Governor Abbott and what he is doing. It's now my honor to introduce you to Arkansas's Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Thank you. Glad the wind picked up just as I stepped up here. I would have gladly borrowed a hat, but they all have the wrong states on them. So uh, thank you all for coming out today. Uh, obviously, I think by the strong showing and the sheer number of governors that are stepping up across the country, it's very clear that this is not just a fight that Texas is having. This is a fight that all of us have to engage in. Put very simply, Joe Biden has completely failed at one of his most basic and important duties as the president. He has failed to protect our borders and protect our people. Not only has he failed at his job, but he's been dishonest about it. He's trying to pass off the idea that somehow he has no ability to do anything to fix it. And Congress has to step up. When every single person knows he could make changes and steps right now today to help secure our border and protect our country yet he simply refuses to do so. And because of his failures, Governor Abbott is having to step up. Governors from across the country are having to step up and do the job of the federal government because they simply won't. I'm proud of the fact that we have strong leaders like those that are standing next to and behind me. Because of them, our country will be safer, our people will be better protected, and we don't stand with them in football, but I can tell you that Arkansas is most definitely standing with the state of Texas when it comes to protecting our border. There is no fight right now that is more important for us to engage in. It's why we're spending our Sunday afternoons here, because we have to, because it is absolutely vital to the long-term safety and security of our country. I'm proud of Governor Abbott's leadership, and I'm proud that I get to stand with each of these incredible people as we pledge to support Texas in whatever we can do to help. Arkansas sent National Guard troops here last year, and I can commit today that we'll continue to do that over the course of this year as much as we can and as much as is needed until the federal government and Joe Biden step up and do their jobs. We're here and we're thankful for your leadership, Governor. With that, I'm gonna turn it over to my good friend, Governor of Montana, Greg Gianforte. Thank you, Governor. And let me start by saying Montana stands with Texas in this fight. The governors here have repeatedly called on the Biden administration to step up and do their job. Most recently, in a joint letter, we asked for the names and identities of people that have crossed illegally into this country. That request was met with silence. It came on top of a letter that 
shared a 10-point plan to secure the border. That was three years ago. We're still waiting for a response from the White House. Montana has had our soldiers here on the southern border for most of last year. And Governor Abbott, we're committed to stand with you and continue to provide resources so that we can protect the citizens of the United States and our country. This is impacting all of our states. In the Northern Rockies, where I call home, we've seen a 78% increase in fentanyl just in the last year, and we've lost lives, and it's uh, broken families apart. We need to secure the border. Our states are being invaded by the people crossing illegally. Our constitution gives the states the right to self-defense. That's what Governor Abbott's doing, and that's why we're here standing with him today. Biden is doing the exact opposite. He's working against the interests of this country, and we are here today to call on him, the federal administration, to do their job. Thank you for calling attention to this issue, and Governor Abbott, thank you. Once again, I want to thank all the governors who joined with us today and all the governors across the entire United States of America who are standing with the right of states to assert self-defense. In furtherance of that self-defense, Texas is the only state in the history of the United States of America to build our own border wall. Texas has deployed our National Guard who bravely stand guard night and day, and they erect these razor wire barriers. The National Guard has erected more than 100 miles of razor wire barrier that serves effectively to deny illegal entry. And they have ensured that uh, this entire park that we are in right now will not be an area that can be used to pass anymore. This area we are in right now was at one time not too long ago an area where there would be 3,000, 4,000, sometimes 5,000 people crossing illegally. Now that we've taken control of this area, for the past three days, there's an average of only three people crossing illegally in this area. The point very simply is this. It shows that the state of Texas can do what the federal government is charged to do and has the tools and equipment to do. The president is obligated by laws passed by Congress to actually secure the border and deny illegal entry. Texas has shown that we can reduce it to three people crossing across the border. Joe Biden, it is your turn now, your obligation, your duty to follow the law Congress passed and secure the border just as Texas has. With that, we'll take a few questions. Let's be let's be clear. Let's be clear about something. Don't don't fool anybody. We know that the people who control the migration across the border are the cartels, the cartels who extort money, who rape the people that they victimized before they come across here. The cartels are losing money trying to come into the state of Texas. Now, the cartels have rerouted their routes to cross the border because Texas is the only state that's putting up any resistance, despite the fact that Texas represents more than 60 percent of the land miles of the border. 
the overwhelming majority now of people crossing the border are crossing in Arizona and California, two states that are putting up no resistance to illegal immigration. If the United States under President Biden did in Texas, in New Mexico, in California, in Arizona, what we're doing here, you would eliminate illegal immigration overnight. Would you restate the first part of your question again? To, to be clear, uh, from the very beginning and to this moment, they have access to the boat ramp and they have access to uh, the razor wire area if anybody's life is in danger. On top of that, however, the area where we are is an area where the federal government was using to further criminal activity. They're involved in violating the federal laws of the United States of America on this land. We will not allow this land to be used for illegal purposes. So I have no idea how to answer your question because I have no idea what's gonna be in that Senate bill. And I have no idea if the, if the House would agree with it. So uh, your question actually uh, is filled with unknowns. All I know is this, uh, and that is the open border policies that Joe Biden has allowed can no longer be tolerated. He has the ability, as we speak this very moment, to take action to shut down the border and stop illegal immigration. Joe Biden does not need more legislative authority. He just needs a backbone to step up and do his job and secure the border. It's a false narrative, and this is really nothing more than a narrative. What, what we are seeking to do and what we are actually doing, we're actually enforcing the laws of the United States of America. What Americans want, whether it be the border or whether it be uh, the carjackings in Washington, D.C., or police officers being beat up in New York City, what Americans want, they want law and order. And they want the laws of our country enforced. All we're doing is enforcing the laws of the United States of America. It's going to stay under control as long as it takes to maintain security and to eliminate crossings. I'll be honest with you. We could relinquish control of it tomorrow if Joe Biden were to step up and do exactly what we're doing here and stop people from crossing the border illegally. We have seen a president and his predecessor do exactly that. Joe Biden has every tool in his toolbox to make sure that he reduces illegal immigration as much as Texas was able to reduce it right here. In the meantime, let me add this. As we speak right now, the Texas National Guard, uh, they're undertaking operations to expand this effort. We're not going to contain ourselves just to this park. Uh, we are expanding to further areas to make sure that we will expand our level of deterrence and denial of illegal entry into the United States. Say that to the average American. The average American is angry 
The number one issue in the United States of America is the broken border and the illegal immigration that Joe Biden has created. We don't have time to wait till November. We got lives on the line every single day. Say that to the parents who have lost a child to deadly fentanyl. There's growing a number across the country. There are lives at risk every single day. It's like every police officer in every city in our great state that understands that they have a daily duty to make sure that their communities are safe, regardless of when elections take place. We as governors have that responsibility to make sure that our states and our country are going to be safe from the illegal immigration crossing. And go- Governor, I, I, would just, go ahead. I would just remind you, too, that many of the governors here were here. When was that? Right. A year yeah, exactly. ago. Way, way before the yeah. campaign started on the same issue, writing letters to Joe Biden about how to fix the border, the executive action that he could take. So this is not a campaign tactic. This is something that this group and the Republican governors have been concerned with for many, many months and years. Right. And you're talking about the, the local residents in this area. So for, first of all, uh, I think the local residents around here are, are angry and rightfully so. Uh, because their area, their, their neighborhoods, their golf courses, uh, their shopping areas, all have been invaded. But I cannot tell you the number uh, of ranchers and homeowners uh, who live, whether it be here or in Del Rio or up and down this entire area, who, who cry and complain about uh, their ranches being ripped apart, their homes being invaded, uh, fearful about their children playing in the streets, uh, all, all the uh, uh, car chases uh, that are taking place in neighborhoods. This has turned into a danger zone for one reason. It was not that way four years ago. Four years ago, this was an area of law and order, a safe area for people to golf and play and enjoy it. And that's because we had a president who was enforcing the immigration laws of the United States. Their property, their land, their safety, and their enjoyment of it can all be restored if we have a president who enforces the laws of the United States, as opposed to being hostile to that and being hostile to a state simply trying to enforce the laws of the United States. So uh, we will continue to expand our efforts. Our declaration is a declaration of our rights under the United States Constitution, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, that guarantees the right of every state that's either invaded or in imminent danger, which we are in imminent danger, to be able to exercise self-defense. Texas will continue to exercise that self-defense and expand the area where we are using that self-defense to make sure we are able to better protect our communities. Say it again now. So I can't understand the details of your question. I'm going to answer it to the best I can. The fact of the matter is, if you look behind you, uh, there are people crossing right now. They're crossing that bridge. A couple of things about that. One is that uh, whether it be here, El Paso, Brownsville, or parts in between, there are thousands of people who cross back and forth every single day 
for, for work purposes, for visiting purposes, for tourism purposes, whatever the case may be. That's perfectly fine. What is completely illegal is for people to enter between a port of entry. Think about this astonishing fact. Under Joe Biden, a record number of people have died in this river right behind us. And they die in that river because they try crossing in that river. Why in the world don't they just go up a few steps and cross across that bridge, which is an official port of entry? Texas has 28 ports of entry. Get this fact. No one has ever drowned crossing a bridge. If Joe Biden cared about the safety of these migrants that he, he seems to have empathy for, he would have them cross a bridge as opposed to crossing a river and paying the money that goes to the cartels to cross the river. Law and order needs to be left to states, to law enforcement, to authorized entities. Uh, and we don't want anybody taking any type of vigilante action. Uh, we believe in public safety, and that means the safety of, of everybody. The lives of everybody are, are, are important, and we don't want anybody to be harmed in any way. All that we want is to enforce the immigration laws of the United States. Okay. And a big build up to that. What do you guys think? Was that helpful? Does that get us on a track to a better place? I don't know. This was the scene at the border earlier today as well. Well, all that's going on. This is going on over here. And this from our friend over there, JLR Investigates, who has been making a big impression on people at the border this weekend. JLR Investigates, wild scene. Lots of children, at lots Shelby of children Park. out here have just been detained by Border Patrol right outside Shelby Park. We've been here all week. This Never seen this yet. I don't know where they came from, but they're children from Ecuador. They're children from Ecuador out here. Look at this, folks. Look at this. Right in front of Shelby Park, which is so wild because there's the National Guard and here is Border Patrol. Kids. The governor is going to be here shortly saying how secure Shelby Park is. Very windy out here. And look, people out here that got across. We got good reception, folks.
want them to take their shoelaces off. Why would they do that? Look at this, right in front of National Guard. Ecuador. Unbelievable, man. Makes me wonder a, a little bit about, you know, this, this situation. Like, why today? Why are they doing this today? Like, why today? Is it this, this, could this be a prop? And I say this with general interest because we've been here all week and not one person comes through. Now, suddenly this morning when the governor's about to arrive, you have people out here. This is this is strange, folks. Or is it? How did these people get here? I I, I just got here, and then I'm seeing these people lined along the fence. The timing does seem a little odd, doesn't it? But it is what it is. Making those kids take their shoelaces out of their shoes. What do you think, folks? Tell me your thoughts. Well, what I thought was going to be. Interesting developments at the border, but that is the way it all went down today on this uh, fourth day of February, 2024. Big buildup, lots and lots of hype, I would say mostly from the independent media side, with people saying, don't go. Some people saying, don't go. It's a trap. It's another J6. It's all being planned and it's a, it's a trap. Don't go down there. So we did talk a bit about that. Other people thinking this was going to result in some sort of a, an armed conflict or a, a standoff with militias going down and trying to, to sort of take matters into their own hands or possibly back up the National Guard. There were all kinds of people telling all kinds of stories. And a lot of people saying a lot of different things. But in the end, what did we end up with? Basically, a rally about 20 miles outside the city with a bunch of uh, 
patriots, sovereign citizen, sovereign oriented Christians, a mix of different kinds of, you know, people with different sorts of beliefs, but all with one sort of common thing holding them together or bringing them together. And that's the concern over border security. And we even saw then celebrities come in and what a circus that was yesterday. We even saw Dr. Phil show up in a helicopter. Boy, that was serious. And then Ted Nugent this weekend, he was there too. The Motor City Madman playing his guitar. And he gave us that great version of the Star Spangled Banner on his six-string electric. Don't go away. We'll move on to other news on the other side of this. The New World Order. Government overreach. The Great Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News. The antivirus program for your mind. Feel the vibrations. Our quest continues. The truth is out there. Expanding. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan appearing on one of those Sunday political talk shows today. NBC's Meet the Press told moderator Kristen Welker, he said, I'm not going to get into what we've ruled in and ruled out from the point of view of military action, making reference directly to what might happen with Iran. Saying basically, they haven't ruled out striking Iran directly. Now, we have seen those retaliatory strikes by the United States in the last couple of days in Syria and Iraq and Yemen. Yemen's Iran-backed Houthi rebels said today that the uh, attack on their targets by American and British forces, airstrikes, 
So they were, that will not stop them or deter them from supporting Hamas and the Palestinians in Gaza and say the attacks will not go unanswered or unpunished. Of course, the United States responding to the deaths, the killings of three U.S. soldiers in Jordan. The U.S. and the U.K. say they struck 36 Houthi targets in 13 locations in Yemen last night, all because they were trying to disrupt and degrade the capabilities that the Houthis have that allow them to attack ships in the Red Sea, commercial vessels. And this new series of attacks on those 36 targets comes after Friday's airstrikes, which hit 85 targets at seven different facilities in Iraq and Syria. Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, goes back to the Middle East. Um, if he's not there already, he'll be arriving shortly. With stops planned in Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Qatar, Israel, and the occupied West Bank. He's expected to work on pushing ahead with diplomatic efforts for the release of hostages. And he's also supposed to try to work toward an extended pause in the fighting in Gaza. And of course, we're hearing these different numbers coming out. The casualties being reported by the Hamas-controlled Palestinian health ministry now sits at more than 27,000 people, Palestinians killed in Gaza. Israel says they've lost at least 220 of their soldiers in this conflict as well. Obviously, an ongoing developing story. It is escalating. The United States getting in deeper. The retaliatory strikes, I think, are guaranteed to generate another response, which will only beget another response into a cycle of retaliatory escalation. Every day the world becomes a little bit more dangerous. Well, all this is going on. Tucker Carlson ruffling feathers, pushing buttons, triggering people who don't like him. Would you say people on the left? I don't know. I suppose so. But where does he sit on the political spectrum? Mainstream media reports coming out saying that Tucker Carlson is a Putin stooge. They're accusing him of being a Putin-controlled media propagandist. Those accusations have been going on for really quite a while. As you know, Tucker came up to Canada, called the prime minister's office, left a voicemail, said he was on his way to Kanakistan to liberate the country, then made his way to Alberta for two speaking engagements. And now it appears he's 
hopped on a plane. And I believe this is, let me just see where this is from. I believe this is in Turkey. He's in Istanbul here. Spotted at this airport. He was on his way to Russia. And uh, someone conveniently had a camera at the ready and snapped this shot, which was then posted promptly to social media, which we now happily share with you here on Maverick News. And there he is at the airport, acting very much like any other human being on his way to go see Vladimir Putin in Moscow. Mainstream media targeting him again, saying that he's a he's really nothing more than a Putin propagandist. Of course, his fans would beg to differ. And Marjorie Taylor Greene has come out defending him, saying online, who supports Tucker Carlson's right to interview anybody he pleases. Here's the post from MTG on X, formerly known as Twitter. Right there. Says, Tucker Carlson is currently in Moscow meeting with Putin. Do you support Tucker Carlson interviewing whoever the FVCK he wants? Now, as I understand it, he is going to get a chance to interview Vladimir Putin. They've been building this up over the past, uh, I think, three days. Sort of teasing this thing. And uh, it is my understanding that it will be released exclusively on X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of people wondering where his loyalties really lie. But uh, I guess you have to judge a journalist by the sum of his stories and his work, I guess. Not by a single event, although... I was always told you're only as good as your last story or broadcast. I better work pretty hard at this then. Here's, here's some posts about Tucker. Social media, let's scroll down and see what the reaction has been online. And it says here... Tucker Carlson is currently in Moscow, Russia, to interview Vladimir Putin, and the media is in panic mode. They're losing control of the narrative, says this post from Terrible. So 
Sorry, I had to cough there. Let's scroll down a little more. Planet of Memes says, I live in all of their heads rent-free, and they're stucker, chuckling, cackling, laughing. I post Putin himself with a little jab, clip jabbing at uh, the West. And then there was this, and I wanted to play you this. This is a time ago. Tucker Carlson made a claim in some social media interviews, including this one, that the United States had actually been blocking him somehow from going to Moscow to interview Vladimir Putin. Um, but obviously he's on his way now. It's also my understanding he attended the ballet already while in Russia. For all we know, man, he might be walking into Putin's office right now to conduct that interview. And uh, here's, but here's this clip. He's talking about essentially being spied on at home. Very interesting. I, I don't know if you've seen this. This is not fresh. This is from months ago. I don't recall the exact time or date. But uh, it's it's timely now. NSA broke into my Signal account, which I didn't know they could do. How do, how do you know the NSA broke into your Signal? Because well, they admitted it. I got a call from somebody in Washington. This person said, you know, are you going to come to Washington anytime soon? Yeah, actually, I'm going to be up in a week. Meet me Sunday morning. So I go, and this person's like, are you planning a trip to go see Putin? And I was like, how would you know that? I haven't told anybody. I mean, anybody. Not my brother, not my wife, nobody. How would you know that? Because NSA pulled your text with this other person you were texting. How did you know that? NSA broke. Kind of creepy. But hey, you know what? When you're a big time celebrity and a news type guy and you say a lot of things that kind of go against the grain of the establishment or even the deep state. Chances are you're going to get on somebody's radar. You know, this past week, right here sitting in this chair, some pretty weird things have happened. One night, well, we were broadcasting. You may recall, if you're, if you're a regular viewer, everything here disconnected. The computer, literally, I've never had this happen before, just right in the middle of the broadcast, the, it, was, it was like everything just went black. The computer disconnected from the internet. The screen went literally black and it just sat there black for about a good 90 seconds, minute and a half. And because the broadcast operates sort of in the cloud, it disconnected from all the, the, the source feeds, including the camera here in the studio, but the broadcast kept on rolling on all of the platforms. Finally, it, the, the, the picture came back on the, the monitors here and I had to set to work to reestablish, reconnect all of the feeds going out to all of the social media channels that we were broadcasting to, but that was bizarre. Really, really strange. I can also say that you know, we're under constant attack here from some people, organizations, I don't know who they are. I've been able to identify them. Other people I have been able to identify. I will tell you that 
the freedom movement has become rather dysfunctional and we are even under attack by, you know, a couple of people who for whatever reason have just decided that they don't like what we do. So yeah. And then there've been other people too that have launched stuff, but we're, we're surviving in spite of all of it. And we're not alone. I'm not looking for a sympathy. I think it almost just comes with the territory these days. It's the cost of doing journalism. Tell you something else, you know, sitting here, we're not really here to cheerlead for anybody. We don't, we're not endorsing any particular political candidate. We're not, uh, we're not supporting any presidential candidate, at least um, under the name of my news organization. We're not. I don't. People who come here as contributors are free to do whatever they want to do. But Maverick News, Maverick Multimedia Inc. does not, is not supporting any particular political candidate. We are also not here simply to cheerlead for any side. And we will hold all politicians, all political actors, whether elected or not, candidates, political activists, anybody engaging in politics, including those at protests and elsewhere. Basically, we are going to act as the eyes and the ears of the public, which is what journalists do. That's my job. That's what we're supposed to be doing here. And we will call out bad deeds And, uh, and lies and whatever other bad actions might happen out there by anyone who is out there who's supposed to have the public trust and is supposed to be acting in the best interests of the public, but may not be doing that. So regardless of where you are or what you're doing, you know, we're going to do our job. I'm going to do my job, practice my craft here. That doesn't always make me Mr. Popularity, and it doesn't mean that this channel always becomes the most popular channel out there because these days it's painfully obvious that people want you to pick a side and then they want you to reinforce what they think and how they feel and prop up in their minds and in their, in their emotions, their political ideology, because it makes them feel better. With that being said, if all I did was go around cheerleading all the time, for one side or the other, it would get to a point where I might have to join some others and just uh, hunker down and lie to you on occasion. And it's just not in me. So I'm not going to do that. We'll struggle along here. And, uh, and avoid selling out is what it comes down to. Not looking for it. Don't want it. Um, just not going to do it. So what else can I say? It's just difficult times these days. Hang on. I kind of went off on a side road there. So stick with me and I'll come back and we'll get things back on track.
Maverick News. The world is watching. Sticking with this, well, Tucker Carlson, you know, warfare, things in that vein. There is a new, there are new studies out that uh, show that the Chinese Communist Party is taking an aggressive approach in its tactics against the United States. New information, according to recent reports, the People's Liberation Army is delving into what they call cognitive domain operations aimed at instilling a sense of defeatism among Americans. A policy researcher at the Rand Corporation says, which is a think tank and um, cons- and military public policy consulting corporation, big organization. They provide a lot of, um, they do a lot of consulting work for the military companies, for the federal government in the United States, and even for things like um, urban planning and all kinds of different government stuff. So this uh, this guy from the Rand Corporation, in testimony to the U.S.-China Economic and Security Review Commission, revealed that the PLA researchers are honing their skills in cyber-enabled influence operations. What's their objective? Well, it is to manipulate the American psyche. They're going to get into your head into accepting surrender. These so-called cognitive domain operations are designed to prompt a psychological inclination towards capitulation. So they utilize cutting-edge techniques, including AI-generated deepfakes and precision cognitive attacks. The CCP aims to polarize the American populace, according to this study. Their strategy involves flooding the information space with synthetic information and creating information cocoons. The ultimate goal, again, to achieve victory with minimal physical destruction and coerce the enemy into conceding defeat. In other words, win a war without firing a shot. This information being shared through a network of, well, through wire services essentially, and then picked up and elaborated upon through a variety of media outlets around the world internationally this story going global. And here's um, an older reference piece from the Japan Times outlining exactly how China is using these fifth-generation warfare military capabilities. I've been telling you for some time to keep your head up And be aware of this kind of activity because we are all being targeted by it. It is not just your own government. In fact, these reports are showing that that is exactly what these foreign governments want you to believe. Let me go back to my notes on this says the Pentagon had previously issued warning about the CCP's aggressive psychological warfare tactics 
emphasizing their intent to manipulate cognition, decision-making, and behavior. This approach, termed mind dominance, seeks to sway public opinion and reshape social systems in favor of China. Moreover, recent reports from tech giants Microsoft and Meta unveil the CCP's extensive use of social media manipulation, influencer networks, and PR machinery to sway public perception. It's a multifaceted assault on the American psyche, and that is also why there is so much concern about TikTok, because as you saw in that committee hearing earlier this week, TikTok is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. The data, the information, it all flows back to the CCP. And while China is escalating its warfare tactics, the Biden administration faces criticism for its handling of domestic and international affairs. As China strategizes, the U.S. is grappling with issues at home and abroad. Indeed, what are we seeing tonight? What have we been seeing over the past few weeks? More instability, more political polarization, more trouble at the border, the immigration issue coming to the surface, prompting an actual sort of, well, not a huge convoy, but a, a convoy, a rally outside of Eagle Pass, Texas, disrupting life in that small town for the people who live there with protests and this visit by the governors today. That is going to be one of the main issues, if not the top issue, over the next year as we prepare to go to the polls, or at least the Amer our, our American friends prepare to go to the polls and vote in this upcoming presidential election. High hopes being pinned on Donald Trump, especially among the patriots and conservatives, and the true Republicans, not the rhinos. And today, I saw John Bolton is advising Nikki Haley to hang in there, keep on fighting, don't drop out of the race, challenging Donald Trump for the GOP nomination. No love lost between Bolton and Trump at this point. Even InfoWars reporting on that Chinese military study. Here, let me show you. Even they're picking it up. It's actually a pretty important story because this all, this is, this is exactly what I've been talking about for the last few months off and on. Chinese military studying cognitive attacks against U.S. population, how exactly that plays out or how, how that, how you recognize it or know that what you're watching is the result of the Chinese activity. I would say that it isn't just the Chinese, it's other foreign governments as well, and potentially even some bad actors within our own homegrown deep state. So it's coming from different directions and even competing political parties here at home, you know, you have to think of politics as warfare. Because ultimately, that is what it is. That's why in a democracy, it becomes difficult at times to know what the difference is between patriotism and treason. 
if you are working to actively overthrow a government, but you're doing it in a democratic way, you're on the right side of the law. But you step just this far over that line and you're suddenly guilty of treason. That's why in in Canada, for instance, the opposition is called His Majesty's Loyal Opposition. His Majesty's Loyal Opposition, which is to say that even in opposition, as an opposition party, you are still part of the government, elected to the government, with members of parliament representing constituents from local ridings, and you are part of the system but in opposition to the policies of the current governing party. So that when you are criticizing what is going on or criticizing policy, you're still on the right side of the law. But if your objective is to get involved in some sort of uh, activity that would dismantle not just the party, but the system, or do things that go beyond voting, in order to remove a sitting government, then things become a little bit more complicated, shall we say. And that's also why it becomes a little bit murky when you see online influencers, even journalists, some of them working in mainstream media, others independent, who seem to be rooting for the other side. And I've been critical here of our sitting government and of Joe Biden. That doesn't necessarily make me a traitor. It just means that I'm sitting here trying to hold our governments accountable through journalism. A lot of talk about accountability these days. We're going to hold them all accountable. Yeah, well, this is how you do it. That's our job here. Not just for me, but also by extension through you. Because this is new form journalism and you guys are active as well. So that's how you contribute. You call in, you participate in the discussion, you offer even your opinions, and you, many of you have been sending in information about news stories, helping to focus my attention where it's needed every single day. And I, I am greatly appreciative of that. And you help keep me honest. And I appreciate that. And every day I try to make changes to make things here a little bit better so that we can continue to get you just a little bit closer to the truth. Every single broadcast. I'll be right back.
on to other news and you know this immigration issue is uh, putting pressure on housing as a result ottawa in canada is extending its foreign home buyer ban for another two years which i think is honestly uh, ridiculous they really do not understand economics Trudeau and Freeland, they should go back to school. See, here's a global news report, and it's being reported widely. This is just one of many. They're saying the federal government is extending its existing ban on foreign ownership of Canadian housing an additional two years, according to Christian Freeland, who made the announcement today. Freeland, who is, of course, the uh, deputy Prime Minister and Canada's Finance Minister, serving a dual role, says that this is just one part of the federal government's economic plan to make housing more affordable to, for Canadians. She says, by extending the foreign buyer ban, we will ensure houses are used as homes for Canadian families to live in and do not become a speculative financial asset class. The government is intent on using all possible tools to make housing more affordable for Canadians across the country. So this is a prohibition on the purchase of residential property by non-Canadians. It's an act, and it was passed in 2022. But it's window dressing, folks. Foreign ownership of real estate in Canada, residential real estate, makes up actually only a very small percentage of, uh, of residential housing. In fact, in Toronto, according to Statistics Canada, 2.6% of Toronto's housing stock and 4.3% of Vancouver's was owned by non-residents in the last... Measurement taken in 2021. You're talking about 2%. 2%. in Vancouver. Across the country, I would say it's probably much lower than that even in most places. So you're probably looking at Canada-wide 1%. And that's the federal government's solution. And you know why? Because they're socialists. They play to a socialist base with people with a socialism or socialistic mindset. And it sounds good. It sounds like they're doing something. It sounds like they're going to bat and fighting for the little guy. They're fighting for you. They're going to put those foreign investors in their place. All the while, it ain't going to make no difference at all. The problem is supply and demand. There's increasing demand and not enough supply. They have massive waves of immigration coming in. So the population is growing because of all the, the new people arriving in the country. They don't have any places to put them. They don't have enough housing for the people who are already here. And then they 
bogged down the construction companies, the developers in red tape so that it takes a long time to get things built. Environmental regulations, safety regulations, taxation, building permits, codes, zoning. The hurdles seem to get higher all the time. And even though they're trying to find ways to expedite construction, it just ain't coming together. And then because there isn't enough supply, what happens when you have more and more demand and decreasing supply? Prices go up. And that's why housing prices have increased so much. It's called scarcity. There's a scarcity of housing. That's the way the economy works. It is that simple. And it does not matter if the government just waves a magic pen and with the stroke of a pen uh, writes something down to try to will lower prices or more housing into existence. It takes time. It takes more than ink on paper or some piece of legislation that is really just using foreign investors as a scapegoat for a problem that has been created by bad government policy all the way down the line. Don't let them fool you folks as we head into this coming year, because I think this is going to be an election year. All the writing is on the wall. And if you buy into that and you vote for JT and these policies, again, things are gonna get a whole lot worse. And that's not me cheerleading, and that is not me being unfairly critical either. That is just the reality of it, man. That's just all there is to it. That is just plain economics 101. Supply and demand. You know what else is, seems to be a force of nature that is inescapable, just as supply and demand is a force of nature? Dad, you want to talk about natural law? That's natural law. And another force of nature is Donald Trump himself. He is actually pretty amazing. This is a phenomenon. This is Donald Trump saying today on one of those Sunday you know, political talk shows that he thinks he can actually start flipping a lot of states that have been traditionally Democrat in this upcoming presidential election. I mean, listening to what he's saying today, he's predicting more than a landslide. He's predicting an all-out, full-blown blowout. Here it is. Here's Trump. Republican Party under Trump has become a tremendous success. Are you going to be able to flip blue states like a New York and a New Jersey? There's a room you're so. going to do a rally in the South Bronx. I think so. Yeah, I think I will do that. And yeah, I think what are you going to do? That? I think I'll do one maybe at Madison Square Garden too. I think we have a chance. New York has changed a lot in the last two years. We have migrants all over the street. They're living on Madison Avenue. I mean, they. It's nobody can believe what's happened to New York. The people of New York are angry. People that would have never voted for me because I'm a Republican. I mean, they're Democrats. Their parents would never. They vote for Democrats. I think they're going to vote for me. So I think we're going to give New York a heavy shot. 
they're very unhappy in New York, what's happening. And they're unhappy with the crime. You take a look at the crime in New York, it's at record levels. The other thing is, and, and very importantly, New Jersey. I think New Jersey can be flipped. I think that Virginia can be flipped. I think that New Mexico can be flipped. And I think Minnesota can be flipped. And I'm not even sure that everything can't be flipped. You- the Republican Party mm-hmm. under... He's not sure that everything can't be flipped. That's a bold statement. That's more than confidence. That's supreme confidence. Coming from a guy who's known for exaggeration, and yet when he's saying that, given the level of discontent and division that's out there in the public, but especially the discontent, he might just be right. He's in an odd position because being a president who... It was elected, then defeated. Now he's actually got a chance to come back. The uh, The dynamics are somewhat different. The first time around when he was elected, it was easier for people to vote for him because he had some people voting for him and then there were other people who were voting against Hillary Clinton because she had a lot of political baggage. And for a challenger, it's sometimes a lot easier to be, be elected when you're in a position like that, because you don't have a lot of baggage coming in. He played up the fact that he wasn't a career politician. As you may recall, that was one of his selling points. So able to generate support from people who really liked him and people who just didn't like Clinton or had been, had fallen out of um, love with the Democrats. So there's that. Now, the second time around, he had baggage. We'd come through that pandemic. Things were different. So he had some explaining to do. But now he's had some years off as being the official president. And he's trying to make a comeback here. And Biden has a record, the most recent record, to defend. And it's not a very easy record to defend because it's been a presidency of absolute destruction, disaster, and incompetence. Everyone can see that, and I'm not even sure if Joe Biden is aware enough to realize what he's done as he hobbles around and tries to string a few words together when he stands up at a podium without slurring and completely screwing up what he says. I'm editorializing. that that is actually, I think, a pretty fair assessment coming from Donald Trump. And I'm not hearing a lot of exaggeration in it, to be honest, at this point, which is really something because he's known for that. I'll be right back.
Maverick News. The world is watching. Greetings brave Mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are Maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals. Individuals. Defenders of individual rights and freedoms. Credible. Trusted. Grounded in reality. Maverick News. Maverick News. Defending free speech. Free speech. Donate. At freedomreporters.com. Do it now. Tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The world is watching. Kurt Russell, action movie star, Disney star, especially when he was younger. I'm sure you know who he is. Making a big splash on X, formerly known as Twitter, with some comments and an interview that he did with an online entertainment blogger. All of this dealing with gun control. Wanted to play this for you tonight. A rare thing these days to see someone on the conservative side out in Hollywood, but Kurt Russell has been there consistently, and this is going to resonate with you. Yeah, I don't understand the concepts of conversation of the gun culture. We've lived with guns since, what, the seventh century or something? I don't know. We all know that right now. Guns is a trope. It's a, uh, I mean, it's not a trope. It's a, it's a totem. It's a metaphor that... Um, disenfranchised white guys need it makes them feel good because they're being you can say what you want i don't agree with that so it's not my thing statistically well you can look if you think that if you think gun control or something like that is going to change a terrorist point of view i think you're like out of your mind i think you're like i think anybody is i think i think it's absolutely insane the problem the problem the problem we're having right now is is that we don't have the concepts of how to um turn it around and say you know i'm you you may think you've got me worried about what you're going to do. Dude, you're about to find out what I'm going to do. And that's going to worry you a lot more. And that's what we need. That will change the concept of gun culture, as you call it, to something of reality, which is uh, if I'm a hockey team and I got a guy bearing down on me as a goaltender, I'm not concerned about what he's going to do. I'm going to make him concerned about what I'm going to do I get that. to stop him. That's when things change. Obama's so, you know. point was that the guys who are on the no-fly list, no-fly list because of terrorist mm-hmm. connections, can get a gun pretty easily. They can also make a bomb pretty easily. Yeah. So what? Uh, they can also get knives and stab you. What are you going to do about that? They can get cars and run you over with them. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to well, do about that? They didn't kill the people in San Bernardino. Oh, but they've killed others that way. Haven't they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Outlaw everything? That isn't the answer. Just put some controls. Just, put some controls. What? So the people, so the, so the people who want to defend themselves can't. 
No, not so you can't. Just so the idiots can't get a hold of them. That's Do all. you really believe they're not going to? Are you are you serious about that? Yeah, are you seriously? What good will that? Oh my God! You and I just disagree. Okay. You and I just disagree. I I I I I, I understand that you think that you can control the behavior of people that are dead set on taking um, your way of life away from you. I think you think you can control that. No, and that. there's uh, only one thing you can do with that. And yeah. that's say, no, dude, that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. Speak with you, Good talking with you. <laughs> Good luck with you. Kurt Russell. And with that, we'll take a quick break. Come back on the other side and go to the phones. It is Sunday night. Okay, here's the number to call. Join the conversation. Call 1-833-975-3733. That's 1-833-975. Free. Speak up. Speak out. Make your voice heard. Maverick News. Fighting for freedom by defending your right to free speech. Be a Maverick. Join us. Okay, it's time to rock and roll on the phones. But before we get there, just a reminder that you can support the show by donating at maverickdonations.com. That's the give, send, go. You can also support us over at freedomreporters.com. And we do still have <clears throat> some sweatshirts, hoodies with the Maverick News logo to help fund the operation here. We have uh, these Dickies shirts as well. Brand new with the embroidered Maverick News logo. And uh, yeah, and we have these uh, SSD Car Show shirts too. My other show. My automotive show that runs on TV and online. Which is less prominent with you guys, but some of you are aware of that. Any donation of $60 or more, and I'll send you a t-shirt, um, one of those shirts, a hoodie, or a sweatshirt. Just let me know what size you need, 
and I will send uh, send that along to you. And really appreciate the support from those of you who have donated already. Um, it is the beginning of a new month, and we have bills to pay as usual. So greatly appreciate you guys stepping up and keeping the phone lines operating and the whole operation online. Uh, now, also, you can support the show by donating in the Rumble Rants. Now, if you do that, I don't see the personal information that comes back, so don't donate there. <clears throat> um, if you want a shirt, if you want a shirt and you do that, you're going to have to email me, but I'll have to match it up after. I'm just saying the, be the best way, to, if you want the shirt, is use those two other links, maverickdonations.com or freedomreporters.com. I should put that in the chat, I guess, because I never do that. I'm terrible at doing the, the fundraising stuff. I'm just too concentrate, too busy concentrating on the journalism. Um, please like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. We really need more more people subscribing to the channels as well to keep the momentum going, the, the forward velocity on the channels to overcome the shadow banning. When you like and share and subscribe, it forces the algorithm to push us up in the search rankings because they do actively work to suppress us, especially since, you know, this past, what, late summer, early fall, when the new legislation took effect and they now prioritize mainstream media over independents like us. And on Facebook, they do their best to just kick us right off the platform altogether now, simply because we are a news-based organization. Um, let me put the banner up here with the phone number that you can call to join the conversation tonight. It would be really good to have a, a couple of callers maybe who are brand new people. You can call in now at 1-833-975-3733, one 975 3733 the phone lines are open we are ready to take our first callers of the night that's 1833975 free and it is a completely toll free call so let me just run this while the phone lines get warmed up Maverick News. Fighting for freedom. Greetings brave Mavericks. Our quest for truth continues. We go beyond fake news. Together we expose propaganda. Together we pull others. Out. Of rabbit holes. We are maverick thinkers. We are all unique individuals, individuals, defenders of individual rights and freedoms, credible, trusted, grounded in reality. Maverick News, Maverick, maverick News. Defending free speech, free speech, speech. Donate at freedomreporters.com. Do it now. now. 
tomorrow. Maybe too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Maverick News. The, the world, world is, is watching. watching. Conversation. Call 1-833-975-3733. That's 1-833-975. Free. Speak up. Speak out. Make your voice heard. Maverick News. Fighting for freedom by defending your right to free speech. Be a Maverick. Join us. is watching. Okay, and um, yeah, got to check that phone line. Sometimes it doesn't catch right away. You can call in tonight at 1-833-975-3733. Also, I just wanted to mention that um, here on the one-year anniversary of that Norfolk Southern Freight train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, still a lot of concern in the community there, obviously. The community is still reeling from that. And the uh, CEO of Norfolk Southern saying tonight that there is still more work to be done. That's an understatement. Sevi Das says the says she only drinks bottled water, according to this story I'm reading here. Um, she's a local resident there, and she does not believe that Norfolk Southern and the Environmental Protection Agency are being completely transparent or honest when they're telling the folks there that the water is safe to drink. We heard Soup Mama talk about that last night here on the program. She, of course, has been working and has been taking some relief to the community over the past year on several occasions. Collecting donations, taking food, water, household items to the community, truckloads of it. 
and Biden is scheduling a uh, a visit to the community, but we're looking at uh, you know a year has gone by, he still hasn't been to the community. And as I understand it, they haven't even declared an actual emergency there yet. They're still assessing things, if you can believe that. And the government saying that they, what they want to do is find a path forward that will help them, allow them to hold Norfolk Southern accountable entirely so taxpayers don't have to pay or something to that effect. But we should get a clearer picture of where the federal government stands when Biden eventually somehow, some way makes his way to East Palestine and finally visits. Trump has already been there. So I think in Ohio, Trump's going to have the upper hand for sure with local residents there as we head into the next election. Well, folks, there is something going on with these phones. I'm not sure if they're functioning properly because normally we have some calls stacked up and I'm not seeing a single phone call in here tonight unless we're just not generating the numbers that we normally would. And yet when I look over here, I'm seeing lots of people watching on several platforms. I don't know what's going on. Uh, do you guys want to chat tonight or not? If not, I'll bolt on out of here. I've got a lot of stuff to do. Uh, but if you want to chime in, I'll give it a little bit more time here for the phones to uh, to populate. one 973 1-833-975-3733. 1-833-975-3733. If you want to kick off the conversation here tonight. The New World Order. Government Overreach. The Great Reset. Mainstream media lies. Now more than ever, independent voices are needed. Donate now at freedomreporters.com. That's freedomreporters.com. Maverick News. The antivirus program for your mind. And here we go with our first caller of the night. Here's my friend. Hello, John. How are you? Hi, Rick. Just uh, <clears throat> following you. <laughs> uh, you're doing a good job. Keep going. <laughs> hey, uh, you know that uh, car racing shirt you got? Yeah. Do you have that in T-shirts? Not T-shirts, the... Uh, you know, with the three buttons, golf shirts, or whatever you want to call them. Not right now, no. No. Well, if you ever get one, send me one, and I'll give you the money. Okay, cool. Whenever. I, I Yeah, you should be getting something. I um, this I put in in the mail, actually, Monday, uh, Saturday, Saturday. Okay. So, anyways, cool, thank you. Anyways, uh, for those other shirts, I, I've been wearing my... Uh, Malta shirt there now, you know. Uh huh. <laughs> I wear that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Knights okay, of Malta, exile the Knights of Malta. Yeah. It fits. It's the right size. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I like them baggy, so. Uh, yeah. So what's what do you? New? Let's see. 
Yeah, go ahead. What do you think of uh, the way things wrapped up down there today in Texas at the border? Everybody was so worried that this could break out into a civil war. And, uh, you know, I did say just to, yeah. to, to be, uh, you know, just, just for the record, I did say I didn't think it was going to result in anything. I mean, initially I was sitting back trying to assess it. And then I said, no, not this time. This is not what's happening down there. It's not anything that we need to be all that concerned about. A lot of, you know, silly things going on and so on. And it did turn into a bit of a celebrity circus at the end, in my view. But what was your assessment, John? I've been following it. And uh, to me, it just sounded like more of a, it, it was just more of a just a get together because they they had all everything blocked like all, all yeah. those parks and everything was uh, they didn't want they didn't want no trucks down there yeah so and uh, the but I, I I've been following about four or five feeds different feeds today it was a pretty busy day I've been watching it all day yeah one guy said an interesting thing he says. Uh, Build the wall, lock the doors, and throw away the key. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, yeah. That, yeah, that's what one guy said. And uh, that JR guy, eh, yesterday he tried to get one, that, one of those dogs in the car. They're Mexican dogs that get across the border somehow. I guess they swim across the river. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> but he, he kind of fell for it, and, it, and he's feeding it, and then – he tried to get it in his car. It wouldn't go in his car. <laughs> he said, oh, I don't trust you. <laughs> it took off. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> it's funny that. Do they give those, but, uh, do those uh, dogs get citizenship or? <laughs> <laughs> really? I like that black one, but they all got fleas, Rick. They're yeah. all scratching like crazy. You see them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're, They're flea mangy, dogs. might say. But uh, sad. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. Yeah, they're all flea dogs. There was one fight there. I think it was with uh, that guy you had on uh, Fun Fun Six. Travel Fun Sixty Nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was one. This two girls were fighting, eh? And the one girl says, "Go back to your country." She says, "I am in my country. I live on the reservation. You go back to your country." <laughs> A lot of Indians, the cowboy and Indians down there. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Uh, I thought they were, I thought I thought I thought they were gonna duke it out <laughs> the way they were talking to each other. <laughs> uh it's entertainment for me. Uh, I, like I knew nothing was they have that border. I followed it all like some other cam. They got razor all along the border everywhere yeah. now yeah they they've installed like like the abbot said a hundred miles of it but there's probably more and so i don't know how you're going to get across that razor like uh i guess they'll find a way sooner or later but yeah yeah but well what is uh, what a situation but a lot of politics being played that's what i yeah. see going on and where did did you feel safer now that Doctor Phil flew in and, and <laughs> inspected <Phil>. the border? <laughs> yeah, really. Eh? Like that was, that was, I, you know, I I love immigrants, Rick. I I just don't want to pay for them. 
You know, that's that's the only thing I'm. You know, I, if they come here with money and you know, and and they're, they're checked out, you know, make sure they're they don't have like half these illegals. There, I, I was. Did you see that? Uh, uh, where was it? Down in South America somewhere. I was watching it today, and they had like hundreds of those M, those gang members with tattoos all over them, mm-hmm. shaved heads, mm-hmm. and they're all wearing these white, <laughs> white, uh, uh, like underwear, long underwear, white baggy things, and they're all handcuffed, and they had them all in prison. They were rounding them all up. MMG, whatever you call them. Hundreds of them there, Rick. Hundreds. This is down in Guatemala or whatever, where they come from. But Yeah, the MS-13 gang members, yeah. Yeah, that's right, those guys. It's unbelievable how many are down there. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, everybody, they're like, everybody wants to become one of them, you know? I don't know. Not me. I don't want to. I know. <laughs> They had jails full of these guys. I couldn't believe. I'm watching it. I'm going, holy shit! Look at them all. <laughs> There's hundreds of them, Rick. Yeah. And this is down in South America, and they were locking them up, and uh, yeah, gathering them all up. You know, and these are the yep. people that are coming here, and they're wearing long shirts, making them look like the, uh, you know, innocent uh, people. You know, but yeah. I don't know why they want to come here, Rick. Uh, they should just—they're probably better off where they are, as far as I'm concerned. Like me, I—I'd love to leave here. I'd love to go to—I uh, like Alberta. I like to go to Alberta, but the problem is you got all your family, your friends here, right? Right. You—you you go there, you know. You're—I don't know what you're gonna do. I don't know either. You'll have a lot of hockey season and then a couple of months of bad ice. <laughs> That's yeah. what you get in Alberta. <laughs> when I was in Yellowknife, I like Yellowknife. Yellowknife is, uh, but it's too expensive. Like everybody has three jobs, two, three jobs, because mm-hmm. everything's so expensive. Like the hotel rooms are like 500 a night for a little, it's like a closet. And, uh, but it, it's nice down there. And, because uh, the reason why I like to go there is if there's ever, ever is a, a, a nuclear war, you're safe there. Because that's not a hot spot. The hot spot is where we are, Rick. It is. That's, yeah, that, yeah that's the hot spot. But there, yeah. you're fine. In South America, you're safe down there. Mm-hmm. If, if, if that ever happens, with Iran, they're they're pushing buttons there. I'm telling you, I, I, like these. I was watching. I'm a YouTube guy. I, 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 <laughs> the stuff. I, I my big TV. I just put like live streams or. Anyways, they were showing uh, all these top. Russia is selling uh, uh, Iran these supersonic missiles that go faster than the speed of sound wreck. The hypersonic missiles, you mean? No radar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No radar could pick them up. Yeah. Okay. And so like, 
all these, like Israel got these dome-proof, uh, you know, systems mm-hmm. they got. They won't work with these things. Yeah. And and Russia selling Iran these things. Yeah. So, and I've seen them. There was a whole, they, they got a lot of them, Iran. They're just collecting these things. They got the money to buy them. So, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's uh, you know. Today I, I I was googling uh, on uh, TV there I was googling uh, live live uh, streams live no live and I forget what I put in it they were showing Philadelphia live the guy was walking down live mm-hmm. what a ghetto there's dirt there's garbage everywhere. Junkies everywhere. <laughs> oh my God, I I never knew it was so bad down there, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um. Yeah, if you're watching what's going on out in California, this um, what they're calling an atmospheric river hitting California with hurricane force winds. No, what what was that? That there? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big storm I, I, out I, I there. They're saying it's. A powerful atmospheric river, they're calling it, plowing into California, mm. triggering warnings of possible hurricane force winds and tornadoes in the South Bay and the Big Sur coast. With uh, in I addition to a flash that. flood watch in Monterey County, Fuck. tornadoes but, down in the south. I don't know. It makes you wonder. Are they man-made or, <laughs> you know? Well, they're, no, I'm, I, it's I, not funny. I, I have a, like this weather we're getting here, it, something's not right. It, it's got to be, it's got to be something they're doing to the weather. Well, you know, you know, you know, you know, uh, look at that China. When they had the Olympics, they, they had these weather planes going up there, dropping their shit so it wouldn't rain or, or, or it would snow. They were changing the weather. For the Olympics, yeah, I don't know if you remember that. I do. That was years yeah. ago, but yeah, they can seed so, clouds and do things that you know to um, try to manipulate the weather patterns to some degree. That's that's a scientific see, no, fact. Nova Scotia today, Nova mm-hmm. Scotia today, hundred and eight centimeters of snow. Yeah, that's what, but four feet of snow, maybe yeah. more. Well, that sounds more normal to me. That sounds pretty normal. 108. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of snow, though. That's a lot of snow. I got to tell you, though, like even back in the 90s, John, I covered, for instance, a giant storm here. Uh, they called it the storm of the century. Uh, we received over a month's worth of rain in one night, overnight. It uh, caused drainage ditches to get clogged with, like, tree branches and debris really jammed them up and then that caused a backlog and we got huge flooding down in the county area around where I live. And that was back in the nineties. It was, uh, it was the whole area was flooded out for over a week, massive damage. Like I'd never Mm. seen before and haven't seen since, but that was many years ago. So these things do happen. It's just, I think sometimes these days we become more aware of it because, you know, we were more aware of it because everybody has a cell phone now and you see stuff on social media instantly there's heavy duty coverage of stuff all the time right 
So, I, I was talking to someone in PEI today, and they got a lot of snow down there. Yeah. PEI. That's what they said. Yeah, they got a lot of snow down there. So, I yeah. don't know. It's uh, we're, we're, we're not getting that. But I don't know. Yeah, here, let me just see if I can get some footage up of what's going on out there. I don't think there. it started yet, winner. Oh, yeah, man. Like, uh, it's it's been super mild here. Um, we've had a little bit of cold weather, but it was beautiful today. It was like, um, yeah, yeah, gorgeous day today. Anesty was saying it was 34 degrees there, like yeah. Florida yeah. weather or something. Yeah, gorgeous here today. Absolutely gorgeous. There's some shots out of California that I'm finding for you now, folks, to share with you. That's not looking too bad there. Let me pull that out. Go back. See what else I can find. Looks like know. it's rainy in there. That's all. Yeah, at this hey, point, did, wherever that did was you from. Hear about that. Did you hear about that four-day of darkness we're supposed to have in February? Is this the eclipse that they're talking about? I got an email about that. No. We're going to apparently lose power. Um, everything's going to go down. All the oh, yeah? Internet, power, four days of dark. And I was watching this other show. I watch too many crazy shows. I know. And with this <laughs> war, the, with with this war in Iran, yeah, what the states are doing right now, attacking these, what I hear that it's going to be a cyber war in the states. They're going to shut down all their all their uh, electrical grid. Uh -huh. It's very easy apparently in the states to shut it down. So uh, it, it probably. Canada too. So we'll have four days of darkness, and 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 they can't go out right now. Today, sorry, sorry, John. There was just audio coming up there on the shot that I was trying to share. Go ahead. Watching, Didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, I was watching this preacher today, and he was talking about this four day of darkness in uh, February. Mm -hmm. And uh, they can't go out right now. Get this: the, the the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas, and that stadium is called the Death Star, where they're playing the Super Bowl. Okay. The Death Star, and it's Kansas City, Kansas City, and San Fran. And get this: in 2020, that was the last time Kansas City and and San Fran played in the Super Bowl 2020. And guess what happened? COVID kicked oh, in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's thinking something really bad, something really bad is going to happen. Next Sunday. Next Sunday, Rick. Don't take your holidays right now because we might need you if something happens. Okay, we well. Need, we need to, you know, we need to know what's going on. I wasn't planning on taking the holidays. So. <laughs> You're good at looking for info. Yeah. I wasn't planning on taking a holiday. You're good at looking looking at it. So we'll be okay. Yeah. We need uh, somebody. 
See, I, I'm not in and all, all these feeds that you're on. I, I don't, I don't have those feeds here. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't even, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Google or nothing like that. You know, I just, you know, but I, 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 I just research mine, but I, I'm not on, on uh, whatever X. <laughs> so, and then he, he was also talking about the X, X virus. Yeah. That's another thing he was talking about that preacher. That could kick in. I don't know. Yeah. But something's going to happen. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Okay. This is next Sunday. So, so also, I'm also everybody's so. got to stay home, duck and cover next Sunday. Duck right. and cover. <laughs> don't go to the Super Bowl. You know what? They're, they're, it's like $10,000 a ticket to go to the Super Bowl. Hey, hey, Rick, is that insane? Oh, my God. No, I'm not that, doing that. 10000 a ticket. Holy cow. That's insane, man. Huh? Well, listen, John, I've got, I finally got some callers in the queue here, so we should probably sure move enough. on. So listen, yeah, if you, if, you, if you get that shirt with the double X with the racing thing, yep. golf style, if you get it, yep. send it to me. If not, don't worry about it. I'm not going to sweat over it. Thank okay. you. All right. Thank you, sir. Talk thank to you, you soon. Bye. All right. Let's go to our next caller here. Who do we have on the line now? Hello. 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 You're on the air. Hello. Am I, hello. Am I free? You're on. You, you might want to turn your uh, computer down uh, so that you don't get the audio echoing in the background and then the delay. It'll confuse you. Good. Yeah. Well, I just want to say hello to the Mavericks. I've been watching your show for just over two years. Oh. Anthology uh, after lockdown. But I need to tell people in your country what's happening in Europe. It's gone absolutely crazy. Um, it's got to a stage now that people are being called up in Europe from Romania all the way through. And it's getting pretty serious. Can you hear me? Because I've turned, I've turned it down that low on the... Uh, and now it's a stupid me because I've never rung him before in my life. Yeah, can can you speak into the uh, into the phone a little bit more directly? You're a little bit muffled. Right. Right. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Where 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 exactly right. are you calling from? I I'm calling from Spain. I'm calling from Spain. Spain, okay. And are you seeing a lot of protests there, or what's happening on the ground? Massive, massive protests. Um, with all over Europe, every European country now, the farmers mm -hmm. are all out on strike. Uh, they're barricading the roads. There's literally, the food supply now is getting pretty desperate. I see. And um, in your particular community, what's what's it like to say go to the supermarket? Walk us through that and tell us what it's like. Obviously, the whole world is inflation, but the inflation now in Spain is literally it's ridiculous. Um, example: 
you buy a packet of chicken, which I eat and I feed my dog, it's literally quadrupled. Quadrupled. In France, the, the, the shelves are literally half empty. Literally half empty. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the farmers are being backed by the government to do this. I've no idea. But now, it's got to a stage that no fly zone, no, no zone area in Belarus is serious. There is borders, not for the immigration, but for people to try and leave. Complete opposite. Complete opposite. I see. Um, yeah, I am still having a little trouble hearing you, so I'm, I'm just a little bit uh, distracted while I'm clicking buttons trying to fix things here with you. And and what part of Spain exactly do you live in? Um, Alicante province. Okay. Alicante province, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, still a little low, but it's okay. Just try to speak clearly and we'll be all right. So it's it's the the farmers. What other issues are are you dealing with there, and uh, what kind of instability? It's got to a stage now that the farmers you have a massive protest. Not just the farmers in Spain. You have Catalonia who want to go independent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, what his name Franco. The atmosphere feels like that at the minute. I cannot explain it. You know, I, I was born in I was born in uh, London, back in the UK. Yeah. But I've never felt um, so many bad vibes ever in my whole life, literally. Yeah, I'm just looking at footage here, trying to find some footage of what's going on in Spain, and. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell what's real and what's sort of um, fabricated these days and how what's new and what's old. When I'm looking at this stuff, I'm seeing footage of, you know, manure being dumped on government buildings in different countries. But some of this stuff I've seen before. So it's, you know, sometimes a little misleading to share some of these images. But it's I, I, it's hard for me to know. So I'm glad you're calling in to tell us, you know, what's happening like today. So are there protests, big ones happening like today? There's been protests in Madrid, in Madrid for the last two months. The last two months. Massive protest. Okay, and is the how's the government responding? Are they cracking down on these protests? The trouble with uh, Spain, you have the same as the rest of the world, left wing, white wing, and the fact of the matter is, you've got Catalonia, who want to pull out of the whole system. Mm-hmm. But same as the UK with the the Scottish want to pull out. Yeah. They're not allowed to. So they're protesting against amnesty. Do you have that? 
Then you have uh, people in Andalusia, which is becoming complete, I wouldn't say uh, what's the side. Um, what's the word? Uh, on the side of Hitler, basically. It's pretty that way. Okay. Yeah. So, a lot fascism. Of, so are you are you seeing a rise Nazi, in Nazi in fascism? Yeah, a lot of fascism. That's it's uh, we're seeing, I think, a, a rise of um, nationalism, ethno nationalism, outright fascism in many countries around the world now. It's yeah. a it's a new rise of that ideology for sure, and fueled by inflation, uncertainty, anger discontent with government fear prejudice of course yeah and it seems like a lot of this is um being choreographed planned uh, manipulated by political powers of some kind what's your opinion on that i i totally agree because even down to the farmers protesting, I also feel who is behind that, who is doing that. Mm -hmm. Because if the farmers come out and they, they, they barricade the roads, literally in many parts of Europe now, the roads are, are barricaded. And therefore, I feel in my soul, this is being done deliberate. Yeah. Because that brings down the food supply. Yep. That also brings the prices up. And it wasn't until today I found out about Belarus um, and Poland saying there's no fly zone. And it comes into force as from today, the 5th of February until May, February. That's a long time. Yeah. A bit like lockdown. The, the really concerning thing for me is that we are at war. The war is expanding, escalating. Our governments are you know, committed, doubling down, tripling down on the war effort at a time when I don't think the, our governments have the support of the citizens that they really need to provide stability and um, a, a sustainable war effort. It seems there's so much instability that's being fueled by political activism and economic distress that it's that in itself is leaving our countries vulnerable at a time when we are at war. Are you following what I'm saying? Sorry, did I lose you? Yeah, I lost the call. He dropped off there. It wasn't the greatest connection. I'm sorry about that folks. Maybe we'll get him back on on another day. Let's move on to our next caller. I think it's Dom Palm, if I'm not mistaken. Hello, sir, Richard. There you are. Hello. It is. Well, welcome back. It is. I've been in the hospital. I've been in the hospital, and now yes. I'm recovering from surgery. So I'm, I'm, I missed a few of your shows, naturally, but... I just, I'm a bit, and I'm welcome to be back, and boy, did I ever wish I could get on your show while I was in the hospital, but I was so in much pain and 
so drugged up with painkillers. Um, but anyways, I'm home now, and I've been watching that, uh, what is it, uh, JLR Investigates for mm-hmm. over a week now. Mm-hmm. And he has some very good shows. And I saw one the other day where he went with some kind of sheriff or, or border guard, and he went along where the people were coming up, the the immigrants or asylum seekers, I should say. And they were coming up. And um, so anyways, they were finding bags of changed clothes, and they all get new clothes on the other side. So someone's funding that. And then they also have, they leave their identification there. And the sheriff was picking them up. And there were uh, quite a few from China, which was odd. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, and then the show you showed today, I woke up to that one this morning. But he did a show right after that. And they caught another 70. And they processed them and let them in. Even though the National Guard is supposed to be turning them back. So I, I don't know what's going on there. It's hard to really know. You know, I, I watched a lot of that, a lot of the live streams this week and uh, spoke to a lot of people down there. Uh, people who, local residents, seem to be pretty opposed to the convoy coming in. They weren't happy with the governor, as you saw in that news conference with community leaders. A totally different perspective from them. Pretty woke, I would say, though, those local politicians and Chamber of Commerce members and just local citizens. And then you've got the, uh, you know, the, the streamers who were showing. Sometimes it just looked like there was nothing at all going on on the border. Then, you know, sometimes you see a, a handful of people being processed, as you say, in some of these streams. But um, even after all of that, I still don't really think I have a, a full perspective of what is happening down there at the border. Well, I thought it was very interesting that they all have new clothes, new sneakers, and and they all have, uh, they're, they're not starving. They don't look like refugees that are coming from countries that are not feeding them properly. And uh, and then they're, they're abandoning their identification before they get on, to, before the border guards pick them up. They just dump everything. And uh, and some even have ripped them up, their scissors, you know, and they've, they've cut them up so you can't see the pictures on them. But others have just sort of fled and, and left their IDs there whole and intact. Yeah. But And then I thought it was very strange that, you know, that Governor Kemp was with that Governor Abbott because Governor Kemp was one of the ones that really did not support Trump when he was he was in office. And I just thought that was rather interesting, too. Yes. Well, I, I, I don't know what to think of the people coming over because I'm not close enough to it. I don't have enough information. I only see images, right? Um, I can only say that they are people, human beings. They are coming here for a variety of reasons. What those reasons are, I wouldn't know from one person to the next. Um, it's my, my position on it is simply that there's just too much. And especially here in Canada, we can't, we can't handle the volume of the people 
coming in. It's just too much. So they need to back it off. But well, I, I, I notice when I go grocery shopping, there's lots of new people in and they're paying with um, U.S. dollars at the, at the, at the grocery stores. Interesting. I haven't noticed that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's on Vancouver Island. And they are coming from Africa. They're coming from all over here. And um, I don't know how they're getting in and who's paying for it. But uh, they're obviously have, they're well looked after. Let me tell you that. Yeah. And, um, but, and while other people are not well looked and barely surviving. So, you know, I, it's a very suspicious situation, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it is very, very suspicious. And that's all I want to say. But sure. I plus to let you know I was I was I was better now. But and and yes, and in regards to what Sir Johnny was saying, uh, I've been hearing a lot about that three or four days of darkness as well. I've mm-hmm. been hearing about it for over a year. And um, they've just sort of been building up to it, but they it it now seems like the the warning for to getting closer, and um, so I would say that we might see some kind of. They say some people say that they're going to switch to a Starlink system. I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll see. But anyways, it is a good idea to have several days of food and water, if not several weeks of food and water in your house yeah well there's and, a bible uh, prophecy that foretells three days and nights of intense darkness over the whole earth against which the only light will come from and i'm reading this from blessed beeswax candles and during which all the enemies of the church will oh, perish yeah. the prophecy oh, parallels the that. 10 plagues against egypt in the block of exodus exodus 10 21 29 I've seen that one too, but I, I don't I don't think it's that because the Catholic Church is trying to sell only their special candles on their market <laughs> marketing them online, telling telling every everyone that, and I I don't uh, I don't see it being that I I, I see it totally being man made and manipulated, and uh, if it does go down, anyways, but it's a good idea to. Have dog food and everything you need for have a few weeks. On dog that. food. That, that dog food. Yeah. You, you mean if you have a dog? If dog food, yes. If you have a dog and cat food, if you have a cat and okay. chicken food, if you have chickens. Good, because I don't. Because <laughs> I don't want to eat the dog food. <laughs> I'm gonna go get me some people food, and it ain't gonna have no bugs in it. <laughs> well, I'm very limited in my diet right now. I can only eat certain things for several weeks, so it's uh, it's good. Not no fats and no uh, no dairy. And oh God, I love dairy. And uh, so I'm quite limited. But I hope to be back in full form soon. And at least getting back on this show is bringing my feisty nature back. I noticed that, and and, uh, and I need that. Yeah, and we did miss you, Pam. Uh, we we knew you were in the hospital getting all doctored up, and I'm glad that you're feeling better and starting to, to to get back on your feet. So that's very encouraging, and I'm glad that you called in tonight. 
Well, it was so lovely. The minute I got home from the hospital, the phone rang, and it was Amnesty. And she said, we're missing you. Where, where, are you all right? And I said, oh, my God, and I can hardly wait. To, I couldn't get to the computer because I was all stuffed with sleeping, drowsy painkillers. And I and I and sometimes I get very tired because I have my good days and my bad days because I had to go quite through a, quite the surgery, and uh, they couldn't do it right away because I was infected as well. So oh. it was it was in there. Yeah, I was normally you only go in for two days, but I had to be there for a whole week. My. So so anyway, but I just wanted to say thank you to all the ma- lovely Mavericks for being so concerned and and giving me little advice when I got home and and I'm following some of the advice. Some of them said you know, what to eat and spices and, I mean, herbs and things like that and foods, mm-hmm. and they'd been through the similar operation. So it it, it, it was quite nice. So I, I just want to say thank you to everyone. Well, thank you, Pam. It's, uh, you know, now the bottom of the hour, so we'll wrap up. But uh, thank you for calling in, and I'm, I'm so glad you're you're finally getting on the mend there. All right, my dear. You take care. Okay, you too. And we'll talk again real soon. Looking forward to the next call. And you take it easy. Okay? And go, I will. Go easy on that I dog food. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm eating chicken food with all the all the mushy grains like oatmeal and things that I have to eat. <laughs> Good. Yeah, just steer clear of those bugs. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. And that ends that. And there we go. The end of the call-in show. So thank you, everybody, for joining us here on the program again tonight. It's been a good show. We're going to wrap up, though. Started a little bit later than normal tonight, as we sometimes do, at 7 p.m., I needed a little bit of time to do some production work here to prep for tonight's program, but it was worth it because uh, I think we covered a lot of ground and um, we were able to share some pretty important stories with you tonight. I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the flip side. Love you guys. Later. This has been a Maverick Multimedia Productions.